Hebrews chapter 16 For who having heard rebelled Indeed was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses Now with whom was he angry for 40 years was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? Notice. So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. Bible lays for us a picture of a certain kind of people, a certain type of people that God prohibited from entering his rest. And he begins to tell us that it was everyone who came out of Egypt. He says, was it not all who came out of Egypt? Now, when, he refer when he's referring to all, he's referring to the generation that was delivered, not their children, the generation that was delivered. So all those who were of age at the time of their exodus. And the Bible says, God was angry all of them. Now, when you when we read the Bible, what you must always remember is that men, cities, kingdoms, kings, uh, civilizations, they all not only speak of themselves, but they represent patterns they represent systems through which all of life flows through jude let me show you something in jude close your door if you don't not this one that the main one right jude Verse number five. He says, But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. 
and the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode he reserved in everlasting chains under the darkness for the judgment of the great day as Sodom and Gomorrah the cities around them in similar in similar manner to these having what given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh and are set forth as what an example he says all these that were destroyed the cities all, all these activities he says they were they were the setting forth of god as examples they were examples in other words if any man any civilization any city any kingdom at any given point in time would repeat the same pattern they would suffer the same consequence so it is a pattern so the bible the bible tells us was written for us that we may what learn for our learning for our knowledge and also to observe the patterns of god in his dealings with man so he says was it not with all who came out of egypt that he was angry with to the point that he he swore that he would not they would not enter into his rest now this is a pattern is a system because in in chapter 4 we'll read it later he says the promise to enter his rest still remains and that we should labor to enter into it so what is the pattern that we are seeing here we must investigate what is the cause for them being destroyed in the wilderness for them not having to enter what god had promised the promise was his rest the promise was his rest and he says they did not enter they were forbidden from entering they were forbidden something forbade them from entering the promised land or rather god's rest now what you must ask is did their prohibition or their foreboding from entering the promised land nullify the promise the promise still remained but they could not access it they were forbidden from accessing the promise from entering God's rest. And this is the struggle that God still has till today. So we have to investigate the cause diagnose the issue and also give a prognosis on the matter what what should be done that a man might lay a hold of god's promise and enter his rest and enter his rest now he says that was a promise to enter his rest 
That tells us that man was outside of God's rest. Now this goes against the design of man. Because the very first man that God created was born into God's rest. He woke up into God's rest. He was living in God's rest until God removed him. And you notice throughout the Bible that God's rest is symbolized by the possessions. In, 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 with, 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 with Adam, God's rest was Eden. With Israel, God's rest was Canaan. With the church, God's rest is what? Heaven. The right hand of God. Now, that, all those variations, all represent one thing. Remember, Jesus I go to prepare a place that where I am you may be also that was God's rest so we see symbolisms of God's rest in his dealings with God's people so that they were hindered from enter because the Bible says if you read numbers if you read Exodus you will notice something that the generation that came out didn't enter the Bible says when they were at the borders God turned them back that he might destroy that generation. Because God said, I swear by my own name they shall not enter. Yet the promise is there. Now how does this fit in into our lives? <laughs> Let's do a little thinking, alright? Let's use, let's use the three cases. Let's use Egypt. Let's use uh, the angels. Let's use Sodom and Gomorrah, right? The city Sodom and Gomorrah. God destroyed it under certain conditions, correct? Now, here's the thing. Do you think that if there were to be a city in our time that fits the same conditions, would God look over it or would God destroy it in the same manner? Would God look over it? So the same conditions for destruction that apply to Gomorrah applies to that whatever city it is, right? So that means if God finds within that city the very same conditions, they will suffer the very same consequences. You cannot suppose that uh, you, 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 God sent Jonah to, to Nineveh, right? He sent Jonah to Nineveh. And the city was in sin, terrible sin, right? And Jonah announced the judgment. When he announced the judgment, the city repented. God said, I will not do it. But there comes Nahum several years later. And God says, surely you're going down. I'm going to destroy you. And he gives them five reasons why he's going to destroy them. He mentions those reasons. He says, because of your drunkenness. You are people deep in drunkenness. He says, because you kill and murder. You're corrupted amongst yourselves. So he gives all those five reasons, right? Now, those were the five reasons for which God destroyed the city of Nineveh. Do you think that if there is any city, any nation that possesses those 
five reasons for which God destroyed Nineveh, would he not do it today? He would. So what applies to them applies why? Why? Why is it the same across the board? Why do you think so? Here's why. It's because of the righteousness of God. What judged the city of Nineveh was God's righteousness. So God's righteousness does not change because of the difference. Does not change because of a distinction in time. God's righteousness is constant. Are you following? So, if they could not enter because of certain conditions that they did not meet, that God required them to meet, the pattern does not change just because of who we are. You understand? So, an investigation into this will help us understand why many of God's promises, many of God's words and prophecies and visions do not come to pass. Even though God spoke them. Even though God said it. It does not come to pass. So he said, we know, we see, we see. Paul's conclusion was that we see that these people could not enter because of one thing. Because of one thing. He says, because of unbelief. Out of all the sins that Israel committed in the wilderness, he says, this was the chief sin. Unbelief. They negated their right to enjoy the promises because of their unbelief. The factor was unbelief. Since they could not, they did not, they, they did many things. They worshiped Moloch, they worshiped idols, cows, the stars, the moon. They did many things. But he says the thing that hindered them, prohibited them from entering the promise was unbelief. So we need to open up this case because of the seriousness of its implication that unbelief would stop an entire nation, an entire nation from entering God's promises is deep. It's deep. That God would be unwilling and imagine God would be unwilling to fulfill his word upon that generation because of their unbelief. So it must be a very serious sin that God would mention it above all other sins as a reason why they did not enter the promised land. And he says here, that the promise was God's rest. God's rest. God's rest. So we, we have the promise, which is the rest, which we must also investigate 
as to its meaning, what it means. What is God's rest? Does it mean to sleep without <laughs> waking up? Or does it mean to just chill and not do nothing? What is God's rest? So I said to you, God's rest to Adam was symbolized by Eden, the Garden of Eden. Right? God's rest to Israel was symbolized by what? The promised land, Canaan. God's land to the Christian is the throne, the right, the right hand of God, the throne of the majesty on high, the throne that Jesus occupies today. Now, these are very, very, very heavy statements. And you see, if you understand this, it's very easy for you to understand how prophecies are fulfilled. And what, what is required for prophecies to be fulfilled. So let's, let's strengthen or let's qualify the integrity of God with this scripture. All right? Isaiah chapter 55. You see, what I'm sharing with you here and what I will share with you here today, I will not share again. In church all right so if you get this you get this you in terms of the fulfillment of God's word over your lives and what God has said to us concerning this year you'll be miles ahead of those who are not hearing this Isaiah 15 five. five okay you there here Verse number 8. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> you, you, you heard it. You, you, don't try and fit your mold, your, your, your concept of God into your own finite Mind says, no, as the heavens are higher than that, so are my thoughts, my ways higher than yours. You see how separate, you're not in God's league in terms of thinking. You, you understand? You're not in God's league. In, so the best you can do is humble yourself and what? And try to integrate your thinking with God's thinking. That's his word. So because his word is the bridge between God's ways, God's thoughts, and our thoughts and his 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 ways. So for yeah, no. for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and bring forth and bud that it may give to the sower and bread to the eater. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth so 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 he's telling you that the integrity of his word can be likened to the falling down of the rain the coming down of the snow and you see the bible says it does not return does does rain return does snow return yeah it doesn't return 
but it has an objective. Right? And it waters the earth and it brings forth and buds. Follow. That it may give seed to the sower. What's giving seed to the sower? The rain. What's giving bread to the eater? The rain. Hmm. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Hmm. It shall not return to me void, empty, tahu, tohu. You see that? It shall not. It shall not. It shall not return to me void. You see that? But it shall accomplish what I please. So, in, in God speaking, right? He says, so shall it be that my words which leaves my mouth. says, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. So, there is the intent of God in what he has said. And the word knows what God has said and intended in his assignment. So, the integrity of God is tied to what he said. Are you following me? So, when God speaks, all his intentions and integrity is tied to what he spoke, he said. So, his reputation as God depends on what? Depends on the accomplishment of what he said. So the, 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 the word of God on its own is an entity. You understand? On its own is an entity and it has a purpose. And the word that comes out of God's mouth knows what its purpose is. You see, because the assignment the word has is, is very important. And the word knows that its assignment is very important. Follow me. Alright, because we are personifying the word here. So it knows that it can't go back to God without having accomplished the desired intent of its assignment. So the moment it, 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 it leaves the mouth of God, it knows we don't fail. We can't fail. Why? Because the integrity, the reputation of the one from whom we came out depends on us accomplishing and achieving what he has sent us to do. So if God ever speaks, the word becomes an independent entity, resourced with all who God is. That's why his word is him. Do you understand? So he must furnish what he said by who he is. Because the only way to accomplish the thing for which he desires is to impregnate, infuse the thing that he sent his word to accomplish in it with the same power that he possesses. Okay, let's put it this way. <laughs> for God to be God, he must ensure that what 
comes out of his mouth is fully him. Because God can only depend on himself to maintain his own integrity. Because the words of angels fail. Angels failed. The, the fall of angels proved that they, there was an imperfection in the angelic hierarchy. So God can't fully rely on angels to achieve his objectives. He has to rely on his word by making his word himself. So all of who God is, is in what he has said. So he says, it will not return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please, what I please. So for every word God speaks, it must personify the intention of God. So a word of healing that comes from God's mouth cannot produce prosperity. A word of prosperity that comes out of God's mouth cannot produce security. So man must always leave from that position. That's why he says, you shall leave, not by bread alone, but by every word. Every word. That means there is a word required for, for what? Every situation in life. You need the God word. So man's life is fashioned in such a way that if he's going to progress, he has to have the word that God is speaking to him for that particular moment at that time. He cannot use the word of the past to deal with what? The circumstances of today. So he says to them, eat manna, but don't let it sleep. Don't, don't, don't say, no, 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 okay, I'll put it away. Kiss Kaftin, no. He says, those who tried that, when they woke up in the morning, they found it rotten. Why? Because the manna of yesterday does not suffice for today. So the provisions, the provisions of the integrity of God does not depend on what he has told you, but what he is telling you now. So his word goes out and it is him. Years later, Jesus actually explains what God was saying through the prophet Isaiah here. He was saying, the words that I speak are spirit and life. Says they, are, they, are, they are spirit. Spirit means personality. The moment you attach spirit to something, it has personality. Okay, when, 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 the, when, when the Antichrist, when the false prophet would cause the nations of the world to worship the Antichrist, the Bible says he will make a what? A statue come alive. Mm. Now, a statue is inanimate without what? Spirit. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like Adam, when God made Adam. He was a gallum. You know what's a gallum? He was clay. He was, he was clay. Without spirit, Adam was clay. So he had the form of man, but he was clay. There was nothing there until God breathed. When spirit entered Adam, all the functionaries of God's intent came alive. 
So whatever we are doing is dead without what? The life force of God. See, that's what made Moses the most outstanding man in his generation. Even today, no one comes close to Moses in functioning. No one. No one. Not even Jesus. Tell me one miracle that Jesus did that trumps I'm talking about in his earthly ministry that trumps the works of Moses. Tell me one. Tell me one. Tell me one. Healing the sick, healing bodies. Moses made a brazen serpent, put it up on a pole. Everyone who was dying looked at it and they were completely healed. The Bible says they, they had arisen no man. Okay. The Toronomy. Verse 10. Chapter 34, verse 10. But since then, there has not risen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt before Pharaoh, before all his servants, and before all his, in all his land. And by all that mighty power, and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. There's none. There's no, pro no prophet. There's no prophet that has arisen since then. Jesus as a man, as a man, as a man, is equal in stature to Moses. He is Moses' replacement. So, Israel wait, were waiting for three things in prophetic events. Three things Israel is waiting for that has been declared and told them in prophecy. Number one, they were waiting for the Messiah. Number two, they were waiting for Elijah. Number three, they were waiting for a prophet like Moses. A prophet, not greater, like, like, a prophet like Moses, not greater than Moses. Because God said to him, I will raise for them a prophet just like you. <laughs> Jesus is not Elijah. Elijah is John. Jesus is, not, Jesus is not Elijah. Elijah is John. 
Jesus is the Messiah and is that prophet that Israel was waiting for. And the Bible says to them, the Bible said to, if they shall not listen to the words that I shall put in his mouth, he says, I will destroy them. That's how high level Moses was. Moses was out of any category. He was not a priest. He was not. He was. The Bible calls him the man of the man of God. God calls Moses God. That's who Moses was. He was God. You know, Moses was God. Moses was God. You didn't know that? Yeah? Moses was God. That's what God, that's the title God gave to Moses. He says, you shall be God. Aaron, your prophet. And Moses' prophet. You know, as, as, as Moses was God's prophet. So, you know why Moses was at that level? You know what, what brought Moses to that level? Do you know what it was? Do you know what it was? Do you know what it was? Let's go back to Isaiah. I'll show it to you in a moment. You there? Read, 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 so shall my word. <coughs> you there, you there, you there? Read it. So shall my word be that goes Wait, wait. So shall my word. So shall my word be which what? Goes forth from my mouth. Yeah, yep. It shall not return to me void. Ah, it shall not return to me void, yeah. But it shall accomplish what I please. Yeah? And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Read it again. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to so, from what you read there, what is the word of God? From what you read there, from what, forget any other description you, you know, right? From there, what is the word of God? So shall my word be, which goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So what is, from what God is saying there, what is his word? What concept of the word of God can you derive out of that? 
the, the concept is there. Look at it. Accomplish what I please. Prosper in the thing that I sent it. Uh, what it is? What is the word of God? Because what the word of God is, is what made Moses very different from the rest of the prophets. was who? He was the servant of God. So why couldn't Moses fail? He was the word of God. So when he said, let my people go, that they may worship me, he was the word of God. When he stretched forth his hand over the Red Sea, he was the word of God. When he hit his rod in the Nile River, he was the word of God. Because the word of God is the servant of God. You see, I'm going to say this, okay? Never forget this, alright? Never ever forget this. God's word is God doing himself service. God's word is God rendering a service for himself. So, he is the seventh. You see, we said that God's word is God, right? But deeper than that, God's word is his servant. Because it is, it is responsible for doing what? For accomplishing and prospering in the assignment that it was given. So when God speaks his word, there's what God has said to the word that he has spoken. That is required to succeed. Psalms. Psalms. One o seven. Psalms one o seven. 
verse 17 and into verse 20. Okay? Please read. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquity, were what? Mm. Yeah. To the gates of? Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, the fools. And he saved them out of their distress. He sent. He. 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 His. And. And delivered them out of their. Now he says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them. So what did God say when they cried out to him? What did he say? Because the Bible says he sent his word. So what did he say to his word? Do you get the question? Yeah. He sent his... What did he say to his word that caused the healing and deliverance of those fools? Because he says, it accomplishes what I say and prosper in the thing that I sent it. So what did he... Because what you hear is not what God said to it. For instance, thus says the Lord, there shall be rain. You are hearing... What came out of God's mouth. But that's not what God said to the word that came out of his mouth. That's what I want to... You understand? You get it? So there is what he said to the word that has come forth out of his mouth. Thus says the Lord, thou shalt prosper. Right? He didn't say thou shalt prosper to the word that came to you. You hearing thou shalt prosper. But that's not what he said. Two, thou shalt prosper. Because thou shalt prosper is the word. But that's not what he said to thou shalt prosper. He did not say to thou shalt prosper, thou shalt prosper. You, you, you get it? There is something that he said to thou shalt prosper. Because thou shalt prosper is the word that comes forth from his mouth. But thou shalt prosper has been given certain things, certain instructions. Thou shalt prosper is a servant. So there are certain things in thou shalt prosper that God infused into him. So you are getting thou shalt prosper. Oh, the Lord said, I shall prosper. But there is something he said to thou shalt prosper that you also need. Okay. Canaan. Is the promise. But he never spoke about his rest to them. He never told them, You lent her my rest. You don't find it. You don't find it. You shall, you shall, Canaan is your resting place. You don't, you, you don't find all of those things. Only in New Testament you find out that that place is actually symbolic of God's rest. 
So is it because they did not find out what Canaan represented that may have hindered and caused them to fall into disobedience? Because he says that thou shalt prosper has an assignment. So there is a way you must deal with thou shalt prosper. You, you can't just deal with thou shalt prosper as a byword because thou shalt prosper is a servant of God. He's there to fulfill something. Thou shalt, proper, uh, thou shalt prosper is there to achieve something. He's there on an assignment. And like what God said to Jacob, he says, I shall not leave you until I've accomplished all that I've said unto you. That's the nature of the word. It remains. You may die. It will still be there. So, here's thou shalt prosper. He's a servant. He came to you from God's mouth. That says the Lord. Thou shalt prosper. Right? Oh! I will prosper. Thou shalt prosper. I will prosper. Thou shalt prosper. I will prosper. Thou shalt prosper. You're going back and forth. I will prosper. Thou shalt prosper. Now, you know what we're dealing with here? What we're dealing with here is the behind the scenes. <coughs> That's what I want to get to you. The behind this, you know, like in a movie, you seen the movie, but there's all the behind this, the cards, everything. That's what I want to show you. And what's missing in the body of Christ today, in terms of God fulfilling His word as He wants it to. So, thou shalt prosper. I will prosper. Thou shalt prosper. I will. You, the servant of God is there, but you don't know how to relate to Him. For thou shalt prosper to open up to you. Something must come forth from you. There is a substance thou shalt prosper requires for him to bear himself to you. So God conceals himself in what he has said until something is released from the object. For him to reveal who he is. So he comes to you as thou shalt prosper. That is God to you at that time. Thou shalt prosper. So when you are dealing with God's word. You are dealing with God who is what? A servant to himself. So what then must I do? To release all the energy, the power, the force that would guarantee that thou shalt prosper will surely make me prosper. This is the thing that Israel could not move into. He says, unbelief. So when thou shalt Prosper speaks to you. He says, he, he, he must probe something. A substance must come out of you. Romans chapter 10.
You know, in Isaiah chapter 44, who you know who, who Jesus is called? My servant, upon whom my spirit shall dwell. My servant, my servant. You there? 10, 17, please. Romans. Ten seventeen. Let's read it. Mm. Now wait, wait. Did he not say that these they did not enter? Surely did hear. Did he not say it in Hebrews chapter three? He said they heard, right? They heard, but they did not enter because of unbelief but then he's telling us here that faith comes so it is impossible for me and you to accept God's servant until he helps us so God knows it is impossible for a human being to receive God's word until or unless God helps him. So the helping hand of God in this regard is what? Faith. So he says, now faith comes. Comes. In other words, there is no faith until it comes. To come means it comes from another place. Now faith comes by? Not by praying, not by doing, not by acting, not by fasting, but by what? By what? Hearing. By what? Hearing. By what? Hearing. By what? Hearing. And read it. Hearing by the word. And hearing by the word of God. Okay, read it again. So then faith comes by hearing. Mm. And hearing by the word of God. Now, what does that mean? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. He's, talk, he's, talk, he's, he's talking about one or two things. He's talking about one or two things. Yeah? Yeah? How many things are you talking about? Two. He's talking about what and what? He's talking about faith? Faith then? So he tells us, faith comes by? And hearing comes by? So, you can't get faith unless you hear. And you can't hear unless you... The word does what? Comes to you. So according to this scripture, are we hearing? According to this scripture, are we hearing?
This is important. This is important. Okay. Jesus said something. Let he that has an ear out. Oh, did we not have ears, Lord? He says, let he that has an ear hear. Not just anything. Hear what? So unless you can hear what the Spirit is saying, you don't have an ear. Can. Unless you can hear what the Spirit... Now, this is according to God. In seeing, they do not see. In hearing, they do not hear. What are they not seeing? What are they not hearing? So according to God, all men are blind that cannot see him. All men are deaf that cannot hear him. So to truly hear is to have an ear for God. Now we've we've been messed up because of the fall. Now now you are seeing why prophecies are not being fulfilled. Because Genesis. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. Genesis 3 verse 8. Genesis 3 verse 8. Please read. Read it again. Read it again. Ah, oh, wait, 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 wait. They did what? They heard. 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 Did they see? No. They did what? They heard. They heard what? The sound. Uh, uh. They heard what? The sound. The the sound. They heard the sound. Doing what? Walking. Ah, ah. I, I, it's not making sense. Yeah, you're still right. Sound, word, voice. Now, it wasn't talking. They heard it walking. How do you hear sound walking? They heard the voice, the sound, the word. Or they heard the word of the Lord walking. That, you know what that tells us? That tells us there are activities that the word of God is doing that the word of God is expressing all the time but because we can't hear we can't receive it the the voice of the Lord was walking walking they heard the sound of the Lord walking read it read it yeah walking in the dark they heard the sound walking. Now, now, what does it mean? It must mean something. What? Walking. Now, does a voice walk? Does, does a voice walk? Does a sound walk? He didn't say they heard the footsteps. 
That's some of you think that. Some of you thought, oh no, footsteps. Right? No, it's not it's not the footsteps. This is not the this is not the, the footsteps of God. No, this, this is the very word of God. They heard the word walking. They heard the sound walk. The sound was walking. In other words, they could they could even though they could not see, but they could see that this was a personality. So they heard the sound. Now, what is sound? What we want, we're investigating something. Remember here, we're investigating something. Hebrews chapter 3. Why they could not enter. Right? Because of unbelief. We're investigating that phenomenon that prohibited them from entering into God's promises for them. So, they, here's Adam, here's Eve. They're hearing the sound. Now, now read, 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 read what, what happens next. They hid themselves. So they could discern where the sound was coming from. They could discern what the sound was doing. This is ancient language. It's ancient communication. So, when the voice spoke, it was the sound that was walking that was now speaking. And the Lord... And the Lord God called to who? And said what? Adam! Where are you? He's asking Adam, where are you? some dimensional interference there. So, Adam heard the sound. 
walking in the garden. He didn't see the fall, but he heard the sound and they ran. When God got there, he says, Adam, where are you? They are hearing each other, but they are not seeing each other. Adam can hear God. Adam can see God. God can see Adam. They are hearing each other. And for God to ask Adam, where is he, must mean that Adam was lost. And for Adam to hear God walking and not be able to see him, must mean that Adam had become blind. Ah. 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 Okay. Okay. So all was all, all that was left between their communication is what? Hearing. So, what had happened? Adam had died. What is death? Death is the, the cessation of communication between two realms. You understand? So, when God asks Adam, where are you? That means the dimension that God knew Adam to be in, he was not there anymore. So Adam had fallen dimensionally. Had fallen dimensionally. He was dead. In other words, he had lost what? He had lost communication. What kind of communication? Residential communication. In God's dimension. Adam is not but here. He is hearing sound. Sound. What is that frequency? Frequency. It tells you that for a man to hear God, he must be tuned in to a certain frequency, without which they will not be able to discern the speaking of God. It's like the woman, the woman in Zarephath. God says to Elijah, "Go there, for I commanded a widow to feed you." He gets there, the woman has no clue that God has spoken. No clue, but God says, "I have commanded her." I, God, God, I have commanded her. That's what God said. I've commanded her to feed you. But he gets there and he says, hey. Now, the, the man of God could have asked, hey, this woman now, she's probably not the one. Right? She's probably not the one that God speaks This woman said, no, I only have for me and mine. Sir, so where was the command then? So that tells us, man must be tuned into a sentence because word is sound. Word is sound. Sound is, is frequency. And frequency has to do with dimensions. So man has to be at a certain frequency dimensionally to hear God. And what's the dimension? I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard and I saw. 
So as humans, according to spirits, we are blind because we can't see them. According to spirits, we are deaf because we can't see them. That's why the Spirit of God has to, has to even make a gift available for the body of Christ called the, the gift of the discerning of spirits. Because without that ability, you are blind. You, you can't feel. You can't see. But you read Genesis chapter 6, and it looks like the people in that generation, in that era, could see fallen angels. It looked like they walked in open vision because the Bible said the angels came to them and married them. You can't marry someone you don't see. So the fact that the angels could come down and intermarry and intermingle with the species of men meant that those men in that generation had open vision of that civilization. So faith comes by the word. And hearing comes by the word. So you don't hear you have never heard until you've heard the Spirit. Until you've heard God's word. Now, word there is Rema, not Logos. It's Rema, not Logos. That means it's the speaking forth of God. He says, it is hearing that brings faith. It is hearing. But hearing at another frequency. Hearing it at another dimension. That's why Elijah could say, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. When when you look in the sky, the sky was clear blue. Elijah, I heard, he is hearing from another dimension. And it was faith that moved him to tell his servant, Oh, oh look. Oh, listen, he, comes, he comes back the first time, says, ah, there's nothing. He tells me, says, Go back, go back, go back, go back. The, the, the seventh time he came back, he says, This is that easy. Go, go tell Ahab to hurry. Rain is coming. There was no rain. The rain was coming. It was faith. He heard, he heard the rain before it rained. Before there was even a sign of rain. He was hearing in another dimension. So when we say, Thus says the Lord, thou shalt prosper. Thou shalt prosper that you are hearing is someone that's coming from another dimension. Now, in order for you to have the faith to receive him, you must be able to discern that what is coming to you is not the words of man, but it's coming from an interdimensional realm. So until you receive, thou shalt prosper as the word that came from God is in heaven. So when he said, Thou shalt prosper. What has just happened? What has just happened? The word that came from God's mouth found an interface. And it interfaced it to the hearer. So when you say, Thou shalt prosper, you must not just say, what has been said? You must hear what came out from his mouth. 
Because that's what produces what? Faith. The hearing of God is what produces faith. Are you listening to me? So the reason why I told you to see in that context, in Isaiah 55, the word of God as the servant of God is because at that time, the man says, thou shalt prosper. He is God. Do you understand? He is God doing what? Inter interfacing through that vessel. So if you see the vessel, and ah, thou shalt prosper, nothing happens. Why? No belief. No faith. Because what sets everything in motion is faith. Is belief. And you, it's impossible for you to believe until that, very, that word that you heard helps you believe. Because what has been said is not coming from the di this dimension. So that's why I told them, in hearing they do not hear, in seeing they do not see. You get that? You get that? So, they, they could not enter. Why? Unbelief. So, where did the unbelief stem from? Where did it stem from? Based on what we have said, where did it stem from? Inability, yes, to hear who Moses, Moses, because if they could not believe Moses, they could not believe him. he was the Only one place in the Bible where you are told to obey in the same in the same breath in the same breath as obeying God. It says obey God, obey his prophets. Same, same breath, obey God, obey his prophets. Obey God, obey his prophets. It's the same breath. Why? Who are his prophets? His prophets are his word bearers. Obey God. Obey his prophets. Touch my, not my anointed ones, neither do my prophets. No harm. Why? They are servants of if you read, if you read, if you read Revelation chapter 1, the Bible says something. The Bible says the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom God gave to him, to what? Show unto his servant. He didn't say his... You know what that word servants mean there? Do you know what it means? You know what it means? It means his slaves. His slaves. That is the highest, the highest dimension a man can reach. His, his servanthood. This is not servanthood, servanthood. In that regard, servanthood has a greater platform than sonship. 
Moses, the servant of God. Moses, he's the only one with that terminology. Moses, the servant of God. So, the servant is the bridge. Can you see it now? Is the, is the bridge. Here's God. He's speaking. Thou shalt prosper. Right? He receives it. Thou shalt prosper. And then he must relay it to you. Thou shalt prosper. Where is it coming from? So, you must be able to look beyond the bridge and find the source. Thou shalt prosper. The moment you find the source, that's where faith will be born. That's where faith will be. That's the time. The faith for the actualization of that specific word will be born. So God said, they enter the land. He's saying to Moses, when he says, show me the land, Israel, and but People there are giants. We are like grasshoppers before them. Then they say, surely we are not evil to enter. God says, I'm done. This whole generation will not come back. Why? Because of they were not, God was not able to what? To persuade them. He was not able to Faith is a Greek word, pistis. It means to be fully persuaded. They were not persuaded. And God called that the sin of disobedience. So they were unable to track the source of Moses' words. same word has in it has in it has in it place imparted by God in it the resource of faith to help you but something must happen you must hear you need to hear and you see the, that's why that's why you you don't just hear prophecy and you think you you hear it no it's impossible you live in a realm where you where 90% of the time you're not hearing from God. 90% of your life you're not hearing from God. And there comes a prophecy to you, uh, 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 bro. Comes a prophecy to you and you say, oh, I got it. You, you, are you kidding yourself? You go, you're deceiving yourself. You go, uh, how did you get it when you live in a realm where you do not hear? When you, when you not hear from this frequency and say, no, I got it. No, I, I got it. <laughs> you got it. What time? When? <laughs> you would, trust me, you would need at least to listen to that word 500 to 1,000 times for your spirit to even begin to absorb it.
to the promises of God with you. source, I mean, the interface. You no longer need Moses. The moment faith comes, and that's where God wants you. The moment faith comes, a direct line is created. Portal is open. Because what if Moses dies? <laughs> Did you see that? So, when I said to you, after God has spoken, you have no other business concerning yourself with any other thing except that which God has said. This is what I meant. This is what I meant. They are not just fulfilled. God's promises are not just fulfilled. And so sometimes you pray, yes, but prayer does not give you faith. Prayer does not bring faith. The only thing prayer does is that it 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 lifts, it awakens, it stirs the faith that you already have. God begins, God, you see, and he's in his leniency, he, 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 he gives you physical mediators to make it easier for you to discern his voice. That's why in every generation his word takes form. His word took form in Moses. Is what you from in Elijah. Prophets are the word of God that you can see. That's who they are. Because their only assignment is to hear and to speak, to see and to speak. Notice, whatever a prophet experiences, whatever a prophet hears, whatever a prophet sees, it can only come out one way. <laughs> Through the mouth. That's why they are God's mouthpiece, not eyepiece. Or ear piece, mouthpiece. And God established that law long ago when Israel heard his voice and said, Hey, we come here. Moses, you hear for us and relate to us, and we will obey. And God says, They are right. <laughs> God said, Yeah, they are right. So I'll speak to you, you'll speak to them.
So what makes you effective in life? And what makes you enter God's rest? Is your ability to accept as finality what you heard God speak. You see, in God speaking, there are promises, right? There are warnings, there are judgments. speaks his promise to you. That means that promise is the rest you should labor to enter. Notice, you don't just enter into rest, you labor. You labor, you labor, you toil to enter God's rest. The promise is there, but you must labor. You understand? So you hear prophecy. That promise is a promise. Your own from that point that you heard it is to push everything aside and begin to live, to enter into it. So the entering is your responsibility. You must enter. Yeah, it's been 14 years. God has not fulfilled his promises to me. Have you entered? No, I've been waiting. You've been waiting. I've been, oh, I've been waiting. I've been praying and waiting on God. You wait until Jesus comes back. You have to labor. And the first place of labor is belief. Is belief. So what you need is what? You need faith to be persuaded. So if you heard the promise, you, you know what you do? You know what you do? You delete all other music in that season. You push play. You listen to that thing until you go crazy. Until you know, until you go crazy. One day, you'll be sitting, maybe not even listening to it. You'll be maybe eating or doing something, doing your chores. And then all of a sudden, the day star arises. Everybody did. Some Christians don't understand Christianity. Period. Period. They don't understand it. And that's why they struggle. Are we there? Okay. Uh, it, it, it's first Peter. And so we have the prophetic, we have the 
First Peter chapter 1 verse 19. And so we have the prophetic. Hey, first Peter chapter 1 verse 19. So we have the prophetic. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Second Peter. Sorry, sorry. Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 19. And so we have the prophetic word. What? What? Which you do well to keep. 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 Says we have the prophetic word, what? Not fulfilled, confirmed. Right? Confirm means there's a stamp on it. Heaven is stamping. This thing is must happen, right? Says you do well to You have amplified, what do you amplified say? You will do well to pay a close attention to Thank you, you got it right, yeah. You will do well to pay close attention to it. As to lamp shining. Wait, wait, wait. To you do well to pay close. Let me pay close attention to it. So it's confirmed. Heaven has confirmed it. It's confirmed. So you do well to no uh leave here. We, we've left here. <laughs> to pay close attention. To pay close attention to? You do well to pay close attention to? Hmm. Mm. As a now, as a ah ah ah, wait wait. Says you do well to pay close attention to, right? To heed, to heed means what? To hear, to hear, right? You there? As a light that shines in a dark place until the day, until the day. No, so when you says he says when it comes to you, when it is when you hear it, he said it, it's confirmed, but you must hear it. In other words, you must pay close attention to until the dark. What the day? The day and the morning star rises in your so here's the prophecies coming to you bam you hear it it's a light in a dark place the place is still dark the only time the darkness will eradicate is when what comes the day and the morning star rises in your hearts so when it comes into your heart is light. It's like a candle in a dark place, in a dark room. It's not light. The whole room is not light. So what must you do for the day star to come and the mornings to arise? So every time you are reading it, every time you are praying it, what is happening? You are approaching nearer and nearer to what? The day. 
nearer and nearer toward the morning star where you will not need what anymore that pleasure because once morning comes and the day arises in your hearts your prophecy is fulfilled so it says you do well to pay close attention to until so there's a there's a period you see there's a season there's a season so some of you you have it but you're still in a dark place that's why you're so confused Doubt come in. You're still in a dark place. You have that. You have a light, but you see, you're still in a dark place. You can see the light, but you're still in a dark place. So you can't see beyond. Can't see in the entire room. Why? You're still in a dark place. So you do well to heal. You don't do well if you don't heal. This is what matters in life. This is what matters in life. So you, you set the pace, the speed with which the word comes to pass. Since it doesn't come to pass until the day in the morning sun arises in your heart. Not, not in, the, in your heart. So what? You do that. After some times, a lot, you, you, you know that you know is done. To be persuaded. persuade you to, to be agreeable with God. So when God speaks to you, he's giving you that thing, whatever he says, as a tool to agree with him. Because that's what releases the ability of God. So when many struggle, say, hey, I know that prophecy. Ah, he, that prophecy, yeah, I believe it. That prophecy. <laughs> yeah, that prophecy. get it now? Now you get it right? But it's labor to enter the rest. It's labor. It's, 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 it's
labor. You can't get it there, you know, without sweat. Sweat. And the sweat is what? The process of being consumed. So you fight with it. You fight, you wrestle with it. Sometimes you don't eat, you just go, you know. You you intentionally drown yourself in that state until the day star arrives where you know God is going to do it. Where there's no question. And there's no even thought how well no God is going to do it. He's just going to do it. He's going to do it. He's done. He's done. But he must labor to enter. The question you want to ask yourself is what does God do? God says something to me, right? <laughs> At first, what I do, because depends on what the word is, right? What I do is that I try as much as possible to distract myself from it. That's how, that's how I will know that it is the Lord. I distract myself from what I've heard. If it keeps coming back, it's the Lord. <clears throat> If that thing keeps coming back, I know, okay, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. If I hear it more than three times, I try and distract myself as much as I can. If I hear it three times, ah, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. You know what I do from there? I switch. In my mind, I switch. I switch. Totally, I switch. All my emotions, all my affections, I switch. I just go. <laughs> where do I go? I go in my heart. And I start giving it. I start giving it. In prayer, I start giving it. I start giving it. I start giving it. So why? He's using that thing to persuade me that this is what God has said. talk, you know I'm doing it. I mean, I mean, in my mind, I mean, in my spirit, I mean, I mean, then when I go into prayer, I just, just, dash yourself. There are some things God showed me. That literally, I tell you, I don't believe you. Because, I mean, I, like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 I don't believe I, uh, and here's the thing, I'm not saying it arrogantly, right? I'm saying like, I, I don't believe it, so help me. You, you understand? Help me. There, there are things the Lord says, I, you know, uh, <laughs> when you do it, I believe it. There are those things, yeah, I know. When you believe it, I'll do it. But I don't let it go. I don't say, no, I'll believe it when you do it. I don't let it go. Hold on to it. Hold on. Some are bigger. I tell the Lord, it's bigger than my faith can handle, bigger than my mind can handle. I put it in the 
yourself. God bless you. Who paid for you? Yeah. But there are those, you see, that's why, imagine, you have the gift of faith, you have the gift of prophecy, you have the gift of interpretation of tongues, you have the gift of tongues, you have the uh, word of wisdom, you have the word of knowledge, you have the uh, discerning of spirit, you have the working of miracles, you have the gifts of healing, right? Why did God give, make those gifts available? Our days, the gift of faith. Well, you can't be you can't believe what God says to you if unless He helps you. You can't be you can't believe it. You fully you know there are people are ah, no I believe you know the Lord I believe I believe you know, you know they didn't hear from God. <laughs> If you believe at that point, you know you didn't hear from God. <laughs> Just know. Fine. God bless you. God bless you. Look at Moses. God says, I want you to deliver them. Moses says, God says, what do you have? Because Moses says, what did they not believe in? God says, what do you have in your hand? Then the Lord told them to go down before the serpent. Put his hand in there, he comes back to us. He jumps all the time. Now, a miracle happens right before his eyes. Then he's like, send someone else. After he see what he see, send someone else. I had a little slow speech. Send someone else. the mouth? Who created the eyes? You go. God says, send someone else. You know? I am not. Why? He heard from God. He heard from God. Imagine what I'm making in one year. How long did it take? Uh, who's the richest man now? Jeff Bezos. He's 56 years old. Took him over 30 years. Oh, that's that one. When I'm in one year, you believe? <laughs> Just like automatic, like you're the Lord. <laughs> you're the Lord. You are, you are the Lord. <laughs> you are the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All things are possible. You, 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 you are the Lord. And then when it doesn't happen, you say, but I believe. You didn't believe in the first place. You're arrogant. No, he says, he says, I'm close to him who trembles at my word. Trembles at my word. Before you go to see all these uh, improvements, promises of God, these are promises. See, judgment is another story. You don't need to believe a judgment. Judgment <laughs> 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 you, you, like your belief there is irrelevant. You don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to be like I, I believe. I don't know. No, it's judgment. <laughs> you, you get it? Promises are different stories. You see? Instructions, you also don't need to believe instructions. You just need to obey. Commands, 
hell under another stone. Thomas like said, you gotta believe and you gotta obey. Because unless you believe, you can't obey. And if you don't obey the command, there are consequences. The consequence of not believing in promise is that you risk it being unfulfilled. Because if you don't believe, God can't take you through the next steps. He tells you, okay, do this, do that, do this, do that. So people are stuck in limbo. They heard God, but they don't believe God. They have the promises, but they don't see them fulfilled. Limbo, you know, limbo. You you stuck between a rock and a hard place, between death and life. Why? Because we are unwilling to do what labor. You gotta labor. You've got to labor. You've got to. This is, this is, he says, it shall not fail. It shall not return void. That's his, his JSO. Shall not return void. Accomplish, prosper. Look at those words. Accomplish, prosper. And then you're gonna go out here and make God to be like a lion. You'll die in the wilderness. <laughs> You'll die in the wilderness. You see? So die in the wilderness. So there's a certain level of, of seriousness, close attention that you must pay to the prophetic word that's been confirmed to you. Pay close attention to it. You know, you pay close attention to it. Close attention. Uh, must, let me sit down now. Now, let me sit down. Pastor Raphael, I met Pastor Raphael in 2015. Right? From 2015. Uh, from 2015, two to three, right? Okay. 2015-2023, right? There have been a series of prophetic words that the Lord has asked me to give you and all that and all that to see you So, You know what we do for in the two years, because there are several promises that are supposed to take place in 2023. In the two years, 18 months, let me say 18 months, that means six months. You know what you do every night and day? If, when I mean every night and day, I mean every night and day. That means from morning to evening you would play those prophecies over and over and over and over for 18 months. 18 months. 18 months. 18 months. Over and over. Eighteen months, non-stop. You play them. Every time I give you a new word, you play for eighteen months, right? At the end of that eighteen months, you move straight to eighteen. The Lord gives you a simple instruction. You don't even have to say that. Simple instruction. Boom. 
Confronting, it's confronting certain stronghold, hitting certain stronghold, making puts you to deep. God's word puts you to deep depression, and not depression, a depression where you you're in a fight and wrestle with God's word. Eighteen months comes out a simple dream. No, that one wasn't a dream. Say 2021 will be in three years. So we know 2021 is just around the corner. Three years. Alright? What do we do? We take all now. We take all the promises. We compile all of them, about seven hours worth of promises. If it's 24 hours a day, play. Wake up in the middle of the night, listen to them, sit there, wake up. Why? You want to just try me now with this and see be that person in your life that what God has said has come to pass be that person be that person determined that if, if God's word is not going to be fulfilled in any other person's life in my life it will be fulfilled in my life, it, it will come to pass. That's my position in life. You see, and every single day, without fail, without fail. In my mind, see, I can be sitting, watching a series, or listening to music, or just sitting. In my mind, you are meditating on what God is saying. of the time I just go in. Tell me what's more important. Tell me what's, what's more important than having what God said to me come to pass. Friendships, relationships, uh, 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 my assets, my... What's more important? Guy, that guy, that guy, forget it. Like, 
And God doesn't mind too. He doesn't need it. You need it. He doesn't need that testimony. God has been alive since when? How many testimonies does he have? David said, your testimonies has made me greater than my elders. How many testimonies does God have? And do you think just missing out on your one is, is a big deal? <laughs> or sometimes we make ourselves too super special when we're not. He'll just, he'll just leave you. The Lord. 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 The, <laughs> a whole nation. Imagine how many were there. Men, all men and all women, all of them died. They died in the wilderness. In one place, in I think in one of the provinces, are they are not their corpses lying in the wilderness? You can go dig up their bones, you'll find them there. That's the Lord. You want to play games with the Lord. He's trying to uplift you in life. You are like, you chill. You like chill. You have no future. You have no future determined by God. If there's no prophetic word, there's no future. Prophecy is insight into the determinations of God for your life. So if you don't have it, you have no. But if you have it, you have a future to fight for. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's not that you you like it. You you don't. It's Babylon. Egypt. You don't have to lift a finger for Satan for God to provide for you. 
Everybody has told you that. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't go damn lie. A lie from the pit of hell. Hello? You feel it? Problem is, you don't want God to win. You see, you, you don't want God to win. You, you, you want the tough way, the Bible way, the Egypt way. Egypt, that's not even Bible. Egypt. <laughs> Bible will finish you. Bible waits for you to, to be up this. That's Bible. Comes when you're at the high <coughs> When you are in the promised land, so we do not even need it. <laughs> Egypt, they will snap you. It doesn't make sense. Think about it. Think about it. You go to school, right? In the trade, in trade, you have to get a qualification degree, right? That, and it's not guaranteed. Is it not? Guaranteed. It just hopes. Get your degree. By the time you start getting your degree, you get your degree, fine, you get it, you're in debt. You're in debt. Education loan, you finish, you're in debt. Once you're in debt, you are in it. Egypt has you. You're in debt. You're stage Egypt forever. You're in debt. You still have to go look for a job, right? After four years, you get the job. You're paying off your debt. Right? <coughs> <coughs> but you still have to get more debt in order for you to get a place to stay. You have to get a car. You're taking on debt. So your entire life from that day, you're taking on debt. And then working, <coughs> weighing yourself out to pay off that debt with the hopes that you'll retire one day and you'll have your retirement fund and you'll live nice. That's the system. It's a system. Because, and you see, systems, let me tell you something about systems. Men, men are not responsible for the creation of systems. They are only responsible for enforcing them and enacting them. Systems are offspring of spirits. System pets are offspring of spirits. So here's the system. He's not making anybody happy. Divorce comes out of the system. Broken marriages, broken families, broken children comes out of the system. So you have to draw back and say, but no, this is this is not how God intended me to be. And then you know you do what? That's when now you will start taking his word serious. Other than that, I don't know. I'm 29 years old, mama. Okay, I'm turning 29. 28. I'm turning 29. <coughs> right? I, I, I've never worked in my life. Never. Never worked. Me. I've, I have never, I don't know what it is to clock in. I don't know. I don't have that experience. I've never clocked in to anybody. I've never answered to anybody in my life. But I've also never struggled. 
Most of my adult years, I lived totally independent in Jambal. I've never requested any aid from anyone. When I was under my parents, I was struggling. He was struggling because you're dependent on people who are also struggling to make life happen. solution I thought I thought so I thought like anybody else I'm a human being I thought hey I'm gonna make something of myself thought so that's the way but I found that there's another way there's a highway of life there's a highway does that mean I'm lazy I'm not lazy I've written eight books I've written eight books eight books Thing like this. I'm not lazy. I'm a hard worker. But I, I just never believed that that is how God wanted to provide for me. I just never believed. Never, even today, I don't. Jesus will come back. I will stand before heaven and say, Bah! Oh, heavenly host. Bless the Lord. I never hung up. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for me. That's how I look at it. It doesn't make sense for me to say that God is my father and that <clears throat> I would need his in order for me to gain his benevolence, I would need to do something that is not connected to him. That makes sense. So I learned the way of prophetic words. I learned the way of how to, to secure provisions in God's way. Ah, learning. God believes I'm learning. God believes I've shared some of it with you. God believes I'm learning. And I've learned that in life, your only security is that. What's what's my only security? I've heard God. You can say well, can, oh, you can say whatever you like about me. You can say whatever you like about me, but at the end of the day, the results Say whatever you want. The proof that you have heard God must be the results that show sooner or later. How will you? And how will you? God spoke we believe he walked it if God speaks to you he's the same process you see and God doesn't want everybody to be like me in terms of like not working and stuff some of you maybe God wants you to work some of you maybe God wants you to be in business <coughs> You see, and not want you to work for the sake of working, but to get some discipline into your, you know, thick head, or to get some, to develop some qualities. That's how God is. He throw you, he throw you in the system like that. Like Moses, he threw him 40 years in Egypt. He's, he's God. You understand? What's important is whether or not you heard God. 
That's what's important. Not what you do. But whether or not what you do comes from the fact that you learn from. Is it is the easiest life to be the toughest and easiest at the same time? So, but when you have words like this, prophetic words like this that have been thrown, you know, practically thrown at you, bro, you still you still got time for junk, no? Ah, that's me, 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 millions, dear God Almighty. I'm you. If I'm you, if I'm you, I delete everything in my phone, or not even delete it. I don't listen to it. The only thing I'm listening to is what God said. Until I get to a point where I'm persuaded that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Because your mind can trick you. Because you know when your mind can trick you. When what God, what you thought you believed does not happen. Then you'll see us then whether or not you believe. You'll be like, what the hell, God? <laughs> but if you truly believe, you say, though heaven and earth may pass away, his word remains sure. the day and the morning starts you stay with the Savior you stay with it you stay you know what stay you stay with it that's what's important the rest the rest is not listen your job is not important your business is not important it's not important it's not if you think it's important then oh you're like Adam in the garden. You're disconnected. There's a disconnect with you. painful thing in life is to see God's promises. You see it. The vision, you see it. <laughs> not giving it. He is painful. As Moses, he knows. He knows. And that's not what God desires for us. You see? What he desires for us is for us to enjoy what he promised us. And we are affected by this. You see? So you, you must take the time the and be serious, intentional, consciously <coughs> applying yourself to what God has said. All these uh, prophetic words we said to you, promises, all these things you you have to, if you get into 
you have to be persuaded. And the only way I know faith to be instant is with the gift of faith. That's the only way. When the Spirit of God just gives you the gift of faith, then you know that you know. But any other time, there's a process of persuading. Don't mess that up. Some of you have weak minds. Okay, pray with your weak minds. Or by weak minds here, I'm meaning an inability to engage God. more than one way to accomplish something. We all know that. We all know that. But when it relates to the spirit, there is no force. No, there's no force. No about mind, no about in the spirit. So you must bring yourself to a place where spirit takes over. It takes time. Trust me, it takes time. It takes time. A lot to take a lot of time. That's why I said for at least for you to to start moving into daylight, you need to have at least been having reading that prophecy, that promise that God has spoken, or listening to that probably maybe for five hundred to one thousand times. Hear it, you see, to hear it as you are hearing it is easy. But there's a certain kind of hearing that's required. You get that? Imagine God must speak first for you to even have faith. See that? Except what God has said. What? Tell me, like, what gain is there? You're doing every other thing except the thing that God is, and you think you are, you're still righteous. Oh, you're wasting your time. You created your own religion. No, chill. Relax, like, do your thing. How's that work? Do your thing. Do your thing. 
you, you get it? Yeah. If you are not, you know, committed or no, do your thing. Do your, you know, do you. How's that one? Do you really care? Do you do what makes you feel, you know? Okay. Sleep at night. If you're going to have God's word in your life manifested, you gotta go the extra mile. You gotta lay down. You gotta lay down. Alright? Not just in prayer, but you gotta engage this thing. You gotta engage this thing. You gotta engage this thing. Yeah. When you after you hear, look at this. God's prophetic word is equal to the Bible. If not great. You get that? You know why? Because the Bible, the Bible, the Bible cannot give you specificities with regards to direction and guidance. Only God's voice can do that. You can't depend on the Bible for that. You'll be fooling yourself. The Bible only offers generalities, patterns. In terms of definiteness, individuality, you need God's voice. You understand that? You need, you need God's voice. So if God says, boom, in that time you don't need Bible. What you need to concern yourself is what you heard. Not what you heard. So what many of us do, you know what we do? We leave what we heard. You read the story of Jonah. <laughs> Jonah is not going to help you. God is just giving you a key. <laughs> Jonah is not going to help you. That's what many of us do. That's what we do. We're like, hey, let me, let me go into meditation. Meditate on, 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 on the word. That's some word. But God has just spoken to you. God has just God has just spoken to you. You know what's the problem? Is that Adam thing? Two points. Yeah, I want to sign on. Fernando, if I say, say you are feeling it, by God, you will see it with, you know, there's no boldness in the <laughs> It won't come from your spirit. It won't just be, you know what? You'll not be yet persuaded. Try yourself. Like, just say to yourself, you know, when you're alone, I'm a billionaire. And then you keep quiet. You feel something is wrong. You feel it. You feel it. Even if no matter how much you can, I'm a billionaire. Don't be like a. You understand? <laughs> there are stages. 
So you're not persuaded. When you're persuaded, you say, I'm a millionaire and you know. Mm. I'm a millionaire. You know. It's, in, it's there. That the substance that's formulated. I'm a millionaire. You, you can feel it even when the, the ease. I'm a millionaire. No. Instead of 31 days, it will be 49. I mean, seven weeks. So it will spread across seven weeks. Uh, 
the intention of this, the, the purpose for this uh, year's prayer meeting, the prayer summit is for one thing, encouraging us, all right? So, uh, like I said in the group, we're going to do a whole lot different than we've done it, because what we want to do is that we want to maximize uh, these 49 days, all right? To really bring uh, us into that place. So we will have prayer watches, we will have prayer watches, top hour prayer watches, all right, throughout. So uh, we pray in groups, uh, like we did years ago. You know, some of you remember we did good prayer watches years ago, top hour prayer watches. We have open prayers, prayer rallies we have every Saturday. Every Saturday we have prayer rallies. Every single Saturday we have prayer rallies up until we finish the seven weeks. Alright? Uh, and then we will, we will ensure in these seven weeks we will ensure as we concentrate mainly on God's promises. Alright? And God's prophet, prophetic word. So we gather all of them and make sure that we are we are giving, right? So this year is going to be bigger intensity, very much, all right? Now what we'll do, what I'll do is that uh, I will make sure that I get every single thing on those platforms, all right? On Spotify, Apple Music, uh, that, hub, that other platform, so that you can get all the tapes, all the things, at your convenience, you see, take that together. All those things are free. You know. If you have, except only if you, I mean, only if you have Apple, it's free. Everything is free there. Just download the apps and do all these things so that you can get those uh, the material there. But we want to make sure that uh, people are always in the world, are always uh, locked in the world. All right. So we'll have that. So. We won't start Friday and Saturday because I think maybe it's because of the funeral, <coughs> right? So Monday, Monday we start. So on Sunday we'll have service, right? Sunday we'll have service and then we will begin the first week program, all right? Seven weeks, brothers and sisters, do or die, please, all right? We've got everything that we need, we've got everything. The Lord has given us everything that we, we need. Now it's up to us. Alright, it's up to us to, to gear, it's up to us to really take this thing and preserve it. So, prepare yourselves. Just, you know, don't jump. If you do such things, you don't jump into it. Prepare yourselves mentally, your heart, prepare yourself. Prayer powders, meditate, ask the Lord to help you. You know that prayer, Monday prayer help. Monday, right? Was it Monday? In Monday prayer when they came about uh, the, the prayer summit? Was that? Yeah? Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Friday. Right. So Monday we, we go in, right? So prepare yourself seriously. We go in. We go in for seven weeks. Forty nine. Forty nine days. We just go in. So most of these will just pray the whole day. Most of these will just pray the whole day. Just maximize. Just just lock down things on until August. 
the United Nations forget about other things. All right? Forget about those things. They just set our attention on the Lord. All right? We pray, we'll be praying. We will, we will be praying. Heavily. We will be praying. Prayer <coughs> rallies, you might even sometimes have them every single day or every other day. All right? I'm trying, I'm moving out from, you see the barricade all night, because all night, you know, people get tired and stuff. So, all prayer ready all day long. We'll be, we'll be in the zone. Okay, Mama? Okay, Mr. Isaac? You know, you know. So, we'll maximize, you know, how we can go about it, the strategy, strategy that the Lord has, uh, has given us. Monday we begin, okay? Monday, the seven weeks begin. You, you determine, prepare yourself to go into this thing. Alright? You give instructions, so the prayer watching hour will work for some prayer watchers from 6 in the morning to 6 at night. So a watch is 3 hours. So you get groups to pray during those times. Alright? So there'll be one group that prays from 6 to 9, another from 9 to 10, another from 12. Three another from three to six, you see, you pray like that. The Lord will be heavy, but it will be worth it. All right, it will be heavy, but it will be worth it. All right, be heavy, but it will be worth it. Keep rolling in, keep rolling in. Day of fulfillment, that's what the Lord said. So, we must, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go into it. We gotta. Increase our intensity and go into this thing. Go into this thing 100%. So that when the end of the year comes, the glory is your temptation, your celebration. You know, God. See, so you must get it with that seriousness. You know, like Daniel's seriousness. Seek the Lord. Okay? Mm-hmm. Seek the Lord. So for 40, 49 day prayer, it's a spectacular. Amazing. You know, we always in prayer summits, the Lord always has something that he sees. Alright, so uh, we'll discuss more that on, on Sunday. Sunday is service, <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you are, you say, there will be service yesterday, was because on Saturday when I was praying, uh, the Lord showed me this and I'm going home. So I said, hey, let me just, so I just couldn't say because we are sensitive, you know? So that's why we didn't have service. Yes, sir. Yeah, yesterday. But uh, we will have service this Sunday. This Sunday, this Sunday we'll have service. So tomorrow, uh, just go there, okay? Just give us a call. Lockdown. So lockdown, you know, there are no services and stuff. They, they don't accept all those things. So you just go there tomorrow and give us a call, show our faces and stuff like that. Yeah? Give a hand, help, where you need to help, things like that. Yeah, we see from from there what happens. Alright, so I just confirm the time when we can join up for a day to at, at my mama's place. And just pray. Pray with them, show our face and all the best. Alright? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the Lord, nothing is gonna do. <coughs> really. Nothing is gonna do. The only painful thing is this. The ones that are left. Right? My, you know, my sentiment of death is still the same. It doesn't change. I, I view death differently. I see death differently. And it is what it is. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. You know? 
and bodily signs are like Jesus. Everybody is so you feel sorry to not be married. The ones that are left, you don't know for the ones that have come. Only the ones that you know, life says those ones that have. So that's the Lord, and we go there and just you know, just just keep praying, right? Sharing things like that, you know. Every one of us there, the time with the Lord. What are you gonna do? Be swimming, I'm sure, you know, be swimming because you have a shore now, the heavens, heavens, shady space. What are you gonna do? Cry. The person is having a cry, you know. Oh my God. Family always is a trouble, you know. Explain before we say. But we have to have a right perspective about that. You have to. Otherwise, you live your whole life in that zone. You live your whole life in that zone. Yeah. Yeah. The day I die, don't if I die, don't cry for me, man. Don't don't don't. Don't. I'm telling you now what it says now. <laughs> don't. Don't do it. You see my pastor. No, don't because I won't be crying. I won't be crying. But obviously you know humans. So let's just forgive us and all the, you know, our health and and, and that, you know. Yeah. I can just feel sorry for the children and stuff, but it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know what it is? It is what it is. So that's, that's for the tomorrow, you know. Amen. For the tomorrow, stay home and, you know, just pray. Sometimes we don't let it move because we feel entitled sometimes. No more of me. Most more of me. Most more of me. Put more. We feel entitled. It's one of yours. But it's the truth, guys. You know, it sounds like it's harsh, but it's the truth. They were not yours in the first place. What was said in the Bible? Please switch on the, the light. Please switch on the light. No, the here first at the back. Here. This one is short. short. At, at, in the middle. In the middle. Yes. In the middle. So you, you know what, they, what what was written in the law, right? After a person dies, right? After a person, dies, what God said is that they must mourn the person. God says. God says mourn them for forty days. That's what God said. 
mourn them for 40 days and then go wash and live their life. <laughs> Let the dead remain dead. That's just what the Bible says. He did, why, why, why was that period essential? So that the soul can, I mean, the attachment can. Now, if it doesn't, after 40 days, it's trouble. No, read your Bible. It's trouble. It's trouble. You know why? Because that means now your connection to that soul is not severed. So your life will be, be between the living and the dead. That's what the Bible says. Let the dead be dead. Let them rest. Yes. So when you mourn, yes, mourn. They cried for Moses there. 40 days, he fast. Oh, 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 motion! 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 After 40 days, God said to God said to Joshua, Moses, my servant is. Wait. God said to Moses, uh, to Joshua, he said what? Moses, my servant is what? Dead. Now arise. That's what God said. He's dead. He spoke to him after 40 days. He's dead. Now arise and leave these people. He's God. It's not about how Wolfie sees. It's about how you choose to live. You see, my ways are higher than your ways. Human thought is here. God's thought is here. So you don't want to be, want to be here with God. Imagine God is sending uh, Isaiah to, to Hezekiah. Tell him, send his house, oh, he's going to die. Oh, he's going to die. Look, look at how God deals with death. He's going to die. It's not, a, it's not a big fact that, no, no, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. It's not a big fact. To God, death is not a big factor. He's an enemy, but he's not a big factor. Tell you going to die. That says the Lord, you're going to die. That's it. Just how I will kill my children with death. I will, I will kill. That's a, why? Because he knows people don't die. People don't die. The, the sooner, as Christians, the sooner you realize that, the better it will be for you. People don't die. They don't die. They just change location. And it's selfish for you to hold on to a person who is dead. It's selfish. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Live that way. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, you dead. You dead. You dead. The pastor Lela No. <laughs> the guy just lost his father. His father just died. There was a funeral. The guy wants to follow Jesus, but he also wants to bury his father. He's like, Lord, don't leave me. I want to follow you. But. My father, please, let me just lay to that. Oh, Jesus says, let the dead bury me. Now, this is Jesus. Why isn't he sympathetic? Why isn't he like, oh, boy, I'll wait for you. <laughs> he said, let the dead, you follow me. That's what he said. You follow me. <clears throat> I 
God said to Abraham, you will die. And go to, he says, um, and be buried in the place of your ancestors. He says, that's for you. You will have your, that's, that's, that's it. Love the person, yes, mourn them, but I don't carry that thing for the rest of your life. No, that's what I, I told my mama on yesterday. I said, he's your husband. You love him, yes. And you miss him. But don't let, don't let that thing hang over you the rest of your life. Don't. Otherwise, you live there. You, the cycle. The cycle. You live there the rest of your life. And most people, the reason why we cry for the people that is for selfish reasons, mostly. Is for selfish reasons. Call them any mother. For communicate any mother can understand. For support any mother. That's what. One day, the people that you love. They will die. Mm. They will die. That's a fact. They will die. They will. They will die. They will die. They not. They will not live forever here on earth. They will die. I don't think a person will have. <laughs> so love them, but also learn to let go. go when it's time. Death tells you it's time to let go. Okay, it's time to let go now. Can't turn back the hand of time. Let go. Let go. Let God. Let your life. You'll see them on the other side. They ain't thinking about you. They ain't thinking, trust us, we've been in heaven, we've seen some dead folks. They ain't thinking about you. They're not thinking, oh, we jab, we say No, 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 no. We die. Oh, 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 See, if you don't want to know, if you don't want to know, if you do Mr. Monesi, Samai, Chocolate. is not in his mind. It's in our mind because we can't see him here. He's like, where are you? Genesis. See? I don't want him. That's why people have problems. People have issues. Because of this thing. <coughs> they just don't know how to let. No, no. That's why they support. Go to that guy's support. Sorry, so what you're saying, like William, is to love that they must be destroyed. So what spirits are they thinking of? Like familiar spirits. That tainted, pretended with the family. Yeah, like, you see, like your family or my family or whatever family, right? Every family has angels, right? Every person has angels. 
But Satan also has familiar spirits. Now, familiar spirits are spirits that walk through bloodlines. So what they can do, if, they, if maybe somebody dies, spirit of a dead person, so what they can do is that they can, they can mimic their spirit. <coughs> so if I mean, Kokwao in a tree, you know, or Papa or what, what, whatever, you know, you know, you know those kind of things. Yeah, those are those are
Let me die, Lord. <laughs> Peter did nothing. He is health is a risk. Health <laughs> life is a risk. Is a risk. One of us Solomon Batum in India. It's a risk. <laughs> what will Jerobut know and survive? Laugh! Oh, oh, that's an example. One of this Corona thing. Every church, all churches are closed all over the world. Closed. Corona. Tell me that's not a risk. It's a risk. It's a risk. Because the very same people that say the government said it was closed, the government said all the things you did. But the government said it's okay. Risk. No, and now outside we let the came about have something. All of a sudden, but when about the beast that we eat, right there is a hard one. Oh my God, who said? So, so to eliminate all risks, I mean, imagine, imagine to eliminate all risks. What do you do? Go be with the Lord. Forces are confused. This is what forces. I am confused. I'm confused between two decisions. I want to die. So I want to be with the Lord. And then I'm thinking about, yeah, now he made a mistake. He thought, that will not make the mistake. I will think. I want to ask about you thinking. Now the Lord, but to die is gain. The Bible is how? To die is gain. To die. <coughs> to be with the Lord forever. To eliminate the risk, what do you do? Lord. Let me go. Thinking, you think about the mansion, you think about it, and it's forever. It's forever. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The HST will get themselves the Maybe someone else. You know what it is, agents. Keep by me. This is Bible, Chris. Speak this thinking like God. Just that I must die. I must die. I must die to the experience that I die. Keep this I must die. Who will learn how to do it? <laughs> but that's 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 my honest opinion. But it doesn't have to be mine from what I read in my Bible and what I'm seeing going on. If the opportunity comes, just know if the opportunity if the opportunity comes. That's why me I'm not you know. So I'm not afraid of death. That's why I'm disobeying the government. I'm waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> is it coming? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the army comes. If it comes, run down. You know that like that guy who died from Alexander. I want one of those. Then I'm a martyr. I know I'm a martyr. I know I've got. Uh, you know martyrs have a have a high ranking status. Mm. Throwing myself in the line. You know that's me. If they are shooting Christians in South Africa, if that day ever comes shooting Christians, I'll go to that church. Or I'll go to that place. Hey, shoot me! 
Let's just see. The truth is, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of death. It doesn't scare me. Uh, I something today, right? Yeah. Get those things, brothers and sisters, and just increase, level up your intensity. Yeah? Me. Thanks, brother, okay? Yeah, thanks, brother. Thanks. Chris, thanks, thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. We'll fix it up. We'll make it nicer. Kashash? Amen. We'll see you guys. Sunday service, yeah? Sunday service. This week, <coughs> chill. Okay, there's a funeral. So, just funeral and stuff. Tomorrow we'll go there. And then we see how it goes. There is lockdown. So lockdown, you know, you can't have excess things. So just tomorrow we get there to show our support. Please, you know, we, we support, all right? Yeah. Because we can't all be there, going there and stuff. You know, this lockdown thing. So it helped us. It helped us. Really helped us. Avoid all these crazy things. It really helped us. I'm happy, man. Go midweek services, whatnot. You just chill it, bro. Just come back, put the person down. You're putting the body. You're putting the body down. That's it is what it is. It's the body. Yeah. Yes, less expenses, body. You just go to praise the Lord, bless the Lord. Expenses, smile. You know, you're saving. So it's good. Tomorrow, let's just all go there. Show our support. Alright? Show our support. If there are any helping hands, we help where we can. And then, we'll see our brother. Somebody by So we need to Amen. 
But that's where they are. Amen. <laughs> you don't you don't see Jesus again. Okay? But you think about him again. Okay? And he's active. Okay. <laughs> trust me, trust me. Wherever those guys are, they're not worried about you. Trust me. They're not worried. They they're not unless they're burning in hell. <laughs> then they worry. If they're burning in remember the rich ruler. He was worried about them, they are his brothers, remember? Seven brothers. He was he was in hell. He said, "Hey, I don't want them here." Up there, they are not thinking. They like, "Nah, no gonna, gonna, gonna the river of life. Oh, gonna your mansion or a flat or whatever house it is." But the fact that you are in heaven, you know that please, you are in heaven. You are in. If you've been in heaven, you are. You know you are in heaven. You are there. You are like you are in heaven. There's the throne room there. apostle follows You're there. You're you still thinking about that earth life. You still thinking about your earth life. Don't mola ubona perikis Doesn't rot. How do I tell you? No shadow. If zolobo gana uloso. If zolobo reveals glory. To get white, who's a true boy? Nange, Mina, Minange, Minange. La, it's tough, but life is tough. It's tough. Then you don't need to have any prayers answered. Here you have to fight some devils, like you're fighting sickness, you're fighting devils. You're tired, bro, because you're fighting your. Wife, you're fighting devils, you're fighting your sister, you're fighting your brother, you're fighting the church. Devils, devils are just like And you want to come back? You want to come back? Hell no. Hell, yeah. Ooh, hell no. Hell no, bro. You want to come back? No, 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 no. No. That's how they feel, yeah. That's how they feel it. Trust me, that's how they feel it. So yeah, now one day, Mama how, Papa how, Sita how, or Mama. No rappel and that variety Jesus. If I Jesus, then hey, you got everything to mourn about. Mourn as long as you can because you'll never see them again. Yeah, yeah mourn. They they just mourn. You know, just mourn. Just let a person mourn. Because they'll never see never see them again. <coughs> Eternal separation. That's what it is. Hell, they didn't know the Lord. But if they know the Lord, just say, see you out there. <laughs> if they didn't know the Lord, the, the, the blood flows. Oh, Lord Jesus. But if they knew the Lord, you can be like, the one the Lord. The one that you love. Puts on Read the you see once you read the book of Job, your whole mentality on life will change. Read, go read the once you read the book of Job, your whole mentality on life will change. <coughs> it will change for him. Job. Job. 
<laughs> Amen. Uh, Love you guys. Thank you for coming. Uh, it's six o'clock. Enjoy. So see you guys tomorrow. Eh? Yeah, this week no prayer things. You have one. Just deal with yourself. Seven weeks. Seven weeks, 49 days. 21 days is or something. 49 is going to be something else. Alright? Yeah, so let's just chill this week. Just, you know, remember Mr. Moma and stuff like that. We'll remember. We'll be, we'll be good buddy. We'll be good guy. We'll remember him. We'll love him. Bless him. Let him go all the way of all the people. You know, they, they just mustn't let me preach. They just mustn't let me preach. I'll preach. Now tell them, if you die, you go. You don't know Jesus. <laughs> you don't want to burn. Funerals, that's the only message we preach. <clears throat> Burning in hell. <laughs> yes, funerals, that's what we preach. That's what I preach. You're going to burn. <laughs> don't preach like Chris, man. Yeah, maybe you need to be you. <laughs> 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 oh, Chris, you mustn't slap those. Right? <laughs> I, I let you preach, but you mustn't slap those things. You mustn't slap those things. Anyways, amen, amen. Just, you know, you good? You good? Pasha? Yeah, I'll confirm because I need to know. I'm going to read to the. Family politics, we don't allow. So confirm about it. I'll confirm to, tomorrow, and then I'll send the SMS. So I won't. Yeah. So read, do read. I know what I'm Because I get what for you. Family politics, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 So, nah, nothing else to say. We bless the Lord. We thank the Lord. We got what we needed to do. Now we come to us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're <coughs> uploading every single thing on those platforms, and then you can go check out with those things. No, uh, whatever, airport or something, airport, yeah, with your airport, you know, your podcast, whatnot. You know what it is, bro. Apple, we Apple guys, you know, we just, we just want to feel Android, you know, Android. I know, Android. There's nothing else, Android. <laughs> Android, you you just do your thing. Alright? Thank you guys. Love you guys. See you guys tomorrow. Yeah? See you guys tomorrow <laughs> and on Sunday. Sunday here, yeah? Sunday here. Amen. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, thanks. 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 Yo, what's up? You don't know. You're coming like, hey, we are. Go You don't do that, Joe. You took us some video. You know that video, ne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poga. What did you do? I got a serial. Look at me.